0: Join us on YouTube at the CounterThought channel. Let's go. The final four teams of the college football playoff have been selected. However, the story has not been about the final four teams, which will have the opportunity to win the national championship. No, the conversation after this weekend's conference championship games has not been about those final four teams. Instead, the conversation has centered on how Florida State University was snubbed and left out of those final four teams. Now, this is a sports story. However, it has spilled over into the political world, and it stinks to high heaven. Welcome to Counterthought. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know I've done a little bit of traveling, which is why I haven't released an episode in two weeks, but I am glad to be back with you. And this episode may catch you a little bit off guard because you're looking at it, you're thinking, "Why are we talking about college football? This isn't a college football podcast. This podcast is about conserving America's freedom, culture, and values, and that is true." Now, yes, my first love was sports. I got a degree, sport management. It's like a business degree for sports. Played sports, followed sports, you know, everything for my entire life. So, when this story broke out, I first thought, all right, well, you know, let's hear what everybody has to say because everybody's an expert, right? Everybody's an expert. Every former player is on TV now as an analyst. Every former coach is on TV or former or fired, typically fired head coach, is on TV, is on TV all offering their opinion. And most of them are on the side of Florida State. But this story did not stay a sports story. No, this story bled over into politics, and I wouldn't even say it bled into politics. The story was hijacked by politicians, mainly Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Rick Scott, Byron Donalds. Now, all of them, right, they are all tied to the state of Florida. And this story centers around Florida State University, which is a state school, state university in the state of Florida. So I understand why those politicians feel like they have a, a reason to sound off while they have a why they feel like they have a reason to give their opinion, even though I would say that no one cares. I don't really care. I actually think is it is a political mistake for Senator Scott, Byron Donald. I mean, he eh, doesn't really matter for him President Trump he just used it to poke fun at DeSantis and you know the whole presidential campaign aspect Rick Scott and Governor DeSantis now when I saw Governor DeSantis's statement I cringed like I even texted a couple of my buddies and I was like uh, this like this is a bad idea you think because you're the governor that you need to sound off because your university was wronged I mean that's I'm sure his his thinking but it just comes off. To me, it came off to me as just rubbed me the wrong way because what DeSantis said, and we'll talk about this more in a minute, wasn't about really the snubbing. Yeah, he mentioned it, but it's what he said in addition to Florida State being left out that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't see any political benefit for him to even make a statement or say anything like he did. But before we dive into the political aspect, let me first, you know, set the stage for you of of what is going on in case you're unaware. So the college football regular season, 12 games. Teams are, you know, trying to win their games, obviously, like you're supposed to do in athletic competition. And usually those who qualify for the final four teams to play for the national championship have a strong record and end up either undefeated or with one loss. Well, Florida State ended up undefeated. They're a power five school, meaning they play in one of the five power main primary conferences within college football. They play in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, they have for decades. Florida State and many who support them believed that if they finished the regular season and won their conference championship game, went 13-0, that they would automatically be selected, be qualified to make the final four for the college football playoff. They felt that they had checked all the boxes. They gave off this real sense of entitlement. The sense of entitlement saying, hey, we did everything. We played out of conference power five schools. They played LSU and Florida. They play Florida every single year. I'm a Gator fan. I know I've been to dozens of those games in my life. So that's baked into the cake. So they played one, they played LSU. All right. They beat LSU. Congratulations to you. LSU might have the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. They also played in a weaker conference, but despite all of that, the BCS, the bowl championship series existed prior to the last 10 years when the college football playoff went into effect. And the BCS had a ranking system and all this mathematical algorithms to determine who was you know, the final two teams to play for the national championship. That was done away with. But what the BCS also had, the BCS also had conference auto bids, meaning that if you won your conference championship, but let's say you didn't qualify to be the top two teams to play for the national championship, you would go play in a designated bowl um the sec southeastern conference winner if they didn't qualify for the national championship game would go to the sugar bowl the acc would go to the orange bowl the pack 12 the big 10 would go to the rose bowl and the big 12 i think was either the rose bowl or it was um the fiesta bowl right so they had these auto bids if you won the conference championship game regardless of your record you were going to go to that game unless you qualified for the national championship Then the next team from your conference, second place team from your conference, would go to that auto bid and fill in the spot. But with the college football playoff, that was done away with for the final four. So Florida State, however, they think they are acting as if they have an auto bid. That, hey, we we won our conference undefeated power five. We deserve to be in. It doesn't matter about our performance. It doesn't matter about the performance. Of the other teams, whether they have whether they are also undefeated or have one loss. No. Florida State's mentality, and you'll see this here in a second, you'll hear it when I read it to you from the statements by their coach and their athletic director. It is this sense of entitlement. You know, we could have done nothing more. This sense of entitlement that because they checked the boxes that they believe are important, that they believe should determine who goes to the final four for the college football playoff, that they check those and they should be there. But I'm here to argue that that sense of entitlement is not only off-putting, it's not realistic. And for the college football playoff, specifically outside of life and in our culture, there's nothing in the college football committee, playoff committee that says, if you go undefeated in a power five school, you automatically go. Florida State, as you'll see here, or you'll hear is saying, oh, this is history-making because this is the first time this has happened. And everybody, Florida State, and everyone who is um, supporting them, defending them, is all in their feels, crying foul, and they got butthurt. So the Florida, Athletic, Florida State Athletic Director released a statement on Sunday afternoon when the, when the rankings were released saying this. The consequences of giving into a narrative of the moment are destructive, far-reaching, and permanent, not just for Florida State, but college football as a whole. The argument of whether a team is the, quote, most deserving or best is a false equivalence. It renders the season up to yesterday irrelevant and significantly damages the legitimacy of the college football playoff. The 2023 Florida State Seminoles are the epitome of a total team. To eliminate them from a chance to compete for a national championship is an unwarranted injustice that shows complete disregard and disrespect for their performance and accomplishments. It is unforgivable. He goes on, for many of us, today's decision by the committee has forever damaged the credibility of the institution that is the college football playoff. And saddest of all, it is self-inflicted. They chose predictive competitiveness over proven performance, subjectivity over fact. They have become a committee of prognosticators. They have abandoned their responsibility by discarding their purpose to evaluate performance on the field. Now, I will dissect that in a minute. Let me now read the head coach of Florida State, Mike Norvell's statement, which also was released after the final rankings. On Sunday. Coach Norvell says, quote, I am disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have what was earned on the field taken away because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. What is the point of playing games? Do you tell players it is okay to quit if someone goes down? Do you not play a senior on senior day for fear of injury? Where is the motivation to schedule challenging non-conference games? We are not only an undefeated Power 5 conference champion, but we also played two Power 5 non-conference games away from home, that's Florida and LSU, and won both of them. I don't understand how we are supposed to think this is an acceptable way to evaluate a team. All right. So many things in these statements. One thing you probably picked up on was the sensationalism. The sensationalism from the Florida State athletic director and the head coach, sensationalizing that this damages the legitimacy of the college football playoff, that this makes yesterday's season irrelevant and significantly damages the season, that this is unforgivable, that they chose predictive competitiveness over proven performance, and that is saying that The committee chose the competitiveness that they think the eyeballs that will attract the the market by choosing a Texas over Florida State and Alabama over Florida State, that it's all money-driven. Abandon the responsibility by discarding the purpose to evaluate performance on the field. Also, another sensationalism. Uh, Mike Norvell, the head coach said that what we, what was earned on the field taken away because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. The college football playoff for the last 10 years has had this committee. And every year, this committee decides based on what they've seen in performance, who belongs in the final four, who belongs in the final four with a chance to play For the national championship so now he's trying to act now he's trying to act like you know this is something that's never been done before this is ridiculous this is ridiculous you're ridiculous and he says i don't coach norvell goes on and says quote i don't understand how we are supposed to think this is an acceptable acceptable way to evaluate a team do you hear the entitlement do you hear the entitlement and the crybabiness from these two statements by the Florida state athletic director and the head coach. Oh my goodness. Nothing like this has ever been done before. We are leaving this to a group of men in a room behind closed doors to figure this all out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what the college football playoff committee has been doing for the last 10 years, Mr. Athletic dire- director, Mr. Head coach. There's no surprise there sensationalizing it as if you didn't know this was already happening as if you didn't know the rules. There is nothing that says if you are a power five conference champion and go undefeated, that you are guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff. You yourself are evaluating your performance with your own eyes, just as the college football playoff committee has evaluated your performance with their own eyes, with their own eyes. The sensationalism is, is ridiculous and which is par for the course when it comes to politics. And you'll see here in a minute, that's the same thing that's going on in the political realm regarding this story. But the FSU athletic director says that the quote, most deserving argument is a false equivalence and that it renders the regular season meaningless. The point of the college football playoff, as I just mentioned, is to determine who is the most deserving. The college football playoff community does not choose the final four to be those who do not deserve. To be there. They are deciding based on your performance, based on who you played, based on how you looked, you know, the eye test. This is who we believe should be in the final four to play for with the potential to play for the national championship. What is he talking about when he's saying the most deserving and to be where the, where the anger should lie for the thousands of people I've seen on TikTok, on ESPN, on Um, Barstool Sports and everywhere else that are all butthurt just like FSU what they should be mad at really is not the college football playoff committee they should be mad at the fact that they have allowed the college football playoff to be kept to four teams now I have advocated for an eight team college football playoff with no automatic bids for years now Because I believe once you get outside of the top eight teams, you do not have a good argument as to why you could be a national champion, as why you would be competitive to compete and win a national championship. And you know what? If it wasn't left to just four teams and now they're expanding next year to 12, if it was eight, guess who would be in? Florida State. All would be solved. There wouldn't be this, this crying and everything going on by Florida State's athletic department, their head coach, everyone who's a sports analyst and expert commentator. This this wouldn't even be an issue because the issue is not who's deserving. The issue, you should be mad at the number of teams that are selected. You should be mad at the number of teams that are selected that it was limited to four for these 10 years instead of being expanded to eight years ago. Years ago. The Florida Athletic Director also references the BCS and how undefeated teams played for the national championship. Uh, Have you heard of 2004 Auburn Tigers? They went undefeated. They didn't play for a national championship. Have you heard of them? The FSU AD also says that the committee abandoned their responsibility by discarding the purpose, which is to evaluate performance on the field. No, they did evaluate your performance. They evaluate your performance. And all we hear you say is this entitlement argument. We should be rewarded because we did the work. That is entitlement. The FSU head coach, Mike Norvell, said, quote, we are not only an undefeated Power 5 conference championship, but championship team, but we also played two Power 5 non-conference games away from home and won both of them. I don't understand how you're supposed to think this is an acceptable way to evaluate a team. Again, the committee's job is to evaluate the top teams in the country and determine which top four deserve to play in the college football playoff. They saw your performance, Florida State. You were a really strong team, even though you did struggle multiple games this year with your starting quarterback. But once you lost your starting quarterback after your 10th game of the year and you played games 11 and 12, and then your conference championship game with a backup, you are not the same team. You struggled on the road against a five and seven, or at the time, five and six Florida Gator team. My team, I saw it, I watched it. We could have beat you, but we gave the game away again. And then you struggled against a top 15 team in Louisville with your backup quarterback. So you are not the same team. And I'm sorry that you are in denial still, but you were not the same team once you lost your starting quarterback, Jordan Travis. He made you better. And the playoff committee, rightfully so, said, hey, Florida State cannot compete as a top four team with a backup quarterback and I hope that the university of Georgia, which is who Florida state plays in their bowl game wipes the floor with Florida state wipes the floor with them and to shut up everybody who is butthurt about this quote snub of Florida state in the college football playoff. I hope that Georgia just shows everyone. And says basically sit down and be quiet. Because we just hung 50 on you guys. And you did not deserve to be there. Because you know what? Georgia could have been there. I would put Georgia in before Florida State. So we'll see how this plays out. But all in all, this this, uh, this uh, sensationalism and the crying and... And the weeping on behalf of Florida State all boils down to this sense of entitlement and the denial of what everyone else who's not on this, who doesn't agree, denying that Florida State is not a top four team without their starting QB, Jordan Travis. I'm sorry he got hurt, done for the season. Hopefully he has a full recovery and has a great NFL career. But you are not the same. You're not the same team and your performance on the field in those two games has shown that has shown that so that's the that's the scene right that that's that's the context to the rest of this episode politicians now like politicians do and a lot of people nowadays feel like hey you know i think i'm important so I'm going to sound off on something. I'm going to make my opinion known. And that is what, and that is what has brought this story from the sports world into the political world. And I believe is a encapsulates part of the culture of America of this sense of entitlement. And man, does it reek to high heaven? So we have Senator Rick Scott, former governor of the state of Florida, now senator for the state of Florida. We have Byron Donaldson who represents uh, Southwest Florida down towards, I believe, the Naples area. Then we have Governor Ron DeSantis all making their opinions known, some form of statement about this snub of Florida State University. Now, I don't think this has any, this makes sense politically at all. I don't think this makes sense politically for DeSantis to do it. It just seems like he's he's going too far which he has done in a couple other instances that I'll talk about here in a minute. Senator Rick Scott, he's, you know, getting ready to run for re-election. He has an ad going out about talking about Ronald Reagan would be asking himself when he looked at the country, asking us what in the hell have you done to our country? You know, sit in front of a podcast microphone talking as if he's talking to us. And then Byron Donalds, he's a Florida State alum, so I mean, he just feels like he has to say, he has to say something, right? But Senator Rick Scott this is this is where it gets really ridiculous. And this is why I believe it's a bad this, I think this is a bad look. Senator Scott is demanding that members of the college football playoff committee, the guys in the in the back room, you know, with cigars, wheeling and dealing to decide who gets to play for the national championship. He wants them to turn over text, emails, and notes related to their decision. Texts, emails, and notes related to their decision. Senator Scott also wants the committee to turn over over all statistical data and game video of FSU's season that they used to evaluate Florida State. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Read the room. Read the room. Millions upon millions of your constituents, Senator Scott, are frustrated that nothing gets done in Washington. Nothing gets done, right? And the Senate is supposed to be the one that calms or, or cools down the, the fire that is within the House of Representatives. And you're sitting here saying that you want the college football playoff Committee to turn over texts, notes, emails, statistical data, and game video to do what? To waste our time, to waste our taxpayer money, This is not what a congressional member, a senator, should be doing. And then Scott sent a letter to the college football playoff committee chairman or president, Boo Kerrigan, Corgan, demanding, quote, total transparency from the committee regarding how this decision was reached and what factors may have been at play in reaching this outcome. Now, I understand Florida State is a state university. You're a former governor of the state of Florida. You are now a senator for the state of Florida, but come on, this is not a good look for you. Sticking your hand into this mess, for what reason? It's not going to get you any votes. This is going to be the same for Donald's and DeSantis. This isn't going to win you any votes. No one's going to sit there on election day and evaluate their choices right there in front of them and say, hmm, you know, Senator Scott and, and Governor DeSantis, they did... You know, raise their hand and stick up for Florida State. So as a Florida State fan, I'm going to disregard every other thing that they stand for and every other thing that Joe Biden or whoever is the Democrat nominee stands for. And I'm going to vote for them. I'm going to vote for them. No. Byron Donalds, again, representative for the Southwest Florida, called the committee trash. Called the committee trash. And he outlined like four or five reasons why FSU should be in. Now, DeSantis, when I saw this alert come across my phone, saw this alert come across my phone from the Fox News app. I just, I just put my head down and like in disbelief. And it just it almost gave me like an instant headache. And I texted a couple of my buddies. We chat about anything and everything, life, sports, politics, whatever. Um, and I was like, this is not good. Like this is a stupid political decision. Governor DeSantis, who again is running for the president of the United States, who won Florida by a landslide, he doesn't need this. He doesn't need this. He can just let this go. All these politicians can just let this go. This isn't some kind of antitrust thing. This isn't, you know, it's it's decisions, it's opinions by the committee being made. And now you are trying to take action against someone's opinions To see if they're in pursuit of a crime. In pursuit of a crime. You didn't witness a crime. You didn't witness anything illegal. And now trying to gather evidence. No. You are finding the people. The person. The quote victim. And now trying to find the crime. And that has been the argument. One of the arguments made. About the pursuit with all these. Illegal pursuits and lawsuits. Litigation against Donald Trump. They have you know, the perpetrator, right? They have the perpetrator and now they got to find the find a way to make the glove fit, find the crime, right? Got to find a way to, to pin something to them. That is what is going on here. And what DeSantis did is he proposed $1 million for, quote, any litigation expenses that may come as a result of this really, really poor decision by the college football playoff. And DeSantis also said that the board of governors for the Florida State University, each state university has a board of governors. That the board of governors have been exploring their legal options, though he doesn't think anything would come from it before the 14 playoff, which again will happen starting the beginning of January 2024. So just in about three and a half weeks. There's no need for DeSantis to get involved in this, it does nothing for him politically. It's not going to change one single vote. And what this shows is going back to that entitlement mentality, it shows it that Florida State thinks they belong. They deserve to be there. That they did everything right and they deserve to get a spot in the college football playoff. Whereas when you impose that, superimpose that against what DeSantis said about other things and what conservative uh, congressional members have said about other other topics other issues this goes completely against that you know when it when it came to you know student loan forgiveness i have an episode about student loan forgiveness and how i thought the the messaging from the republican party was very poor very poor that there was no empathy or sympathy within any of the statements that were released by anyone in the republican party any house of representative any representative any senator none of them even the pundits on tv zilch zilch and it just comes off poorly no empathy for that talking about hey you knew what you were getting into you signed the loan you signed the agreement it's a contract you need to repay it governor DeSantis talked about you know i served in the navy Then I came back and went, I think he used a GI bill and went to Harvard and then Yale Law School. And now here I am, you know, by my own bootstraps. You know, I, I did all this hard work, right? You know, not a sense of entitlement, but, you know, I did all of this. I'm not entitled to anything. I don't need my student loans forgiven. Yet now here advocating that Florida State needs to be in the college football playoff because they feel entitled to be there because they think they did the work and they deserve to be there. Well, that's not how life works. That is not how life works. You are not entitled to anything, especially in athletics, especially in athletics. The only way you can earn something is to win. And, be, and now in this case, once you bring in the human element with the committee, you are now no longer subjected to only your wins and losses. Right now, if this was the NFL and you went 16 and 0, and then you got a first round buy and you played your way through, there isn't a human element there. There is no human element. It is all wins and losses. But once you bring in the human element for this committee, and then in the previous years, for the 20 years or, so, or the um, 15 years or so before that, with, with the BCS, its isn't you're no longer only evaluated by your wins and losses. So you are not entitled to anything in sports or outside of sports. But there is this entitlement mentality in this country that is continuing to grow, that is expanding. Illegal immigration, those who do not want to work in order to receive Medicaid, you know, and welfare checks, they feel like they are entitled to get this money, to get these benefits. And it's just making our system and our country worse, this sense of entitlement. Sometimes your hard work isn't enough. If you're going through a job search, you could say, you know, going through the the minimum requirements and the mandatory requirements for job postings. Say, oh, I check all these boxes. Well, you might check all the boxes, but just because you check all the boxes doesn't mean you are the right fit. Maybe the company isn't looking for someone who checks all of the All of the boxes from a skills and experience standpoint. Maybe they're looking for, also looking for personality. And maybe you don't have it. Maybe you don't have it. But this sense of entitlement is running rampant throughout our culture. I mentioned illegal immigration and Medicaid, student loan forgiveness. Hillary Clinton, when she was running for president in 2016, everyone kept talking about she's the most qualified, her experience, like I just said, for for job searches, just because you have experience, even if you, it might not be the best experience. And even if you do have the best experience, it doesn't mean you are still the right person for the job. Kids today, Gen Z and as Gen Alphas are coming up, you know, they're, They have this mentality, a lot of them do, that because they went to a good school that they're entitled to a high-paying job when they get out of college. That's not the case. You know, that kind of ties back into the student loan forgiveness of, hey, I went to school, I did all the things, or I did all of these things. I, myself, as a millennial, I'm thinking, okay, well, I was told to go to school, get a good education, and everything else will fall into place. Get a good good education, good job, you know, have a family, get a house, and all of these things. Well, that hasn't worked out. That has not worked out, but I don't feel like I am entitled to a high-paying job because I have a bachelor's degree, because I have a master's degree. I have to go earn it. And even in what I believe could be earning it still does not guarantee me the high-paying job. I can't go around and say, hey, I deserve that job. I'm the best one for that job. No, the one who determines if I'm best for that job is the hiring manager in the company. right? Same thing here, the playoff committee. They are the hiring manager. They are the company who determines if you should get that job. Just because you have the accolades doesn't mean you deserve or are entitled to the reward, the college football platform, or in this example, the job. Now for DeSantis, this to me is one downside of of him, of I guess his his platform, his personality, however you want to categorize it is I believe he reaches too far sometimes. I had an episode, episode 47, titled Should Republicans Support Ron DeSantis's Retaliation Against Disney? Again, episode 47, go back, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on your podcast apps. In that episode, DeSantis said, I quoted him, quote, you're a corporation based in Burbank, California. And this again, is going back to Disney sounding off um, against the parental rights and education act that was passed here in the state of Florida that they called the don't say gay bill quote, you're a corporation based in Burbank, California, and you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the parents of my state. We view that as a provocation and we're going to fight back against that end quote. Now in that episode, I was asking the question, Should DeSantis be doing this? Because Disney's claim is that DeSantis is being retaliatory retaliatory politically, that they have the right to free speech, and that the privileges that they had through the Reedy Creek district are being taken away from them, not for breaking any kind of commitment to that district, but because of something they said, their own free speech. And I argued in that episode that DeSantis you know trying to flex his mind against Disney and how I disagree with what Disney said and what Disney is doing as a whole when it comes to their content, that DeSantis really shouldn't have done what he did. He shouldn't have done what he did. He shouldn't have, you know, put his thumb on the scale. He shouldn't have forced the removal, which ultimately the district was dissolved and they're still going through legal, legal battles and everything. But this is one thing that DeSantis does. He he likes to litigate. If he doesn't like something and thinks that, or and wants to protect the state of Florida, thinks you are harming the citizens of the state of Florida, or you know, being count, um, being doing the opposite of what he believes should be the values of the state of Florida, should be the values for our country, there's probably some sort of litigation that's going to come your way. And this is an example of government overreach and over litigation in our society. Governments in 2010. The IRS targeted conservative 501c3s, nonprofits. In 2012, mayors were keeping Chick-fil-A out of their cities for Chick-fil-A's support of traditional marriage. Biological man, biological woman. You know, remember when you didn't even have to use to say the biological, you didn't have to use an adjective in front of man or woman. In 2013, the Obama administration tried to force Hobby Lobby to pay for birth control for their employees. In 2017, threats were made against Facebook to fix itself because of the Russian bots. Or the federal government was going to punish them. And in 2020, Gavin Newsom forced California corporations to remake their board of directors in the name of diversity. Our country has an issue with government overreach, litigation, and this sense of entitlement. And this FSU controversy has spilled from the sports world into the political world because of this. This controversy reeks to high heaven on the political side because of the sense of entitlement, the government overreach, and litigation. And as a culture and a country, I do not believe this is good for the United States of America. DeSantis, Scott, Donalds, they all talk about 24 7, except in this instance and maybe a couple others, about how they need. You know, there needs to be the rule of law and there also needs to be less government. And we also need to think about entitlement programs and everything like that. But then when it comes to this issue, they're throwing all of that out the window and being hypocrites because they're calling for more government, more litigation and defending this sense of, of entitlement that FSU has. And that to me is not good for this country. Now, going back to the sports aspect, again, I hope Georgia wipes the floor with Florida State because that will just confirm everything I know to be true, and I'm sure many of you know to be true, that Florida State is not the same team without Jordan Travis. Sure, you check the boxes, but you do not pass the eye test. You do not pass the eye test, and just because you check the boxes doesn't mean you are entitled to a spot in the college football playoff that is not in the college football playoff bylaws. You knew this. You know this to this day. But they're going to cry foul, be butthurt, sensationalize this. And now, against my own advice, politicians are now sounding off, which, again, is unnecessary. Politically unnecessary and culturally unnecessary. This controversy of Florida State, which I don't even believe is a controversy, but it's being made into a controversy, encapsulates this underlying this underlying sense of entitlement that so many Americans have to this day. Should there be empathy regarding certain issues, certain situations? Sure. I believe that there should be. There should be sense of understanding. But there should not be the sense of entitlement that you are entitled to something that is not a right within our constitution. And I believe that the quicker we can change this mentality of entitlement, the faster we will get back on track as a country. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube. And engage with the podcast on Instagram at Counter underscore thought, at Counterthought CEO, or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.